Hey, Jennifer. Good morning, Brian. Did you know that Carl got a new car? I didn't. Yeah. What kind of car did he get? You're not going to believe it. Okay, tell me. He got a Hyundai. He got a Hyundai? <laughs> no. Doesn't that blow your mind? That totally blows my mind. <laughs> what kind of car do you think the Carl should drive? Well, I would have anticipated a Tesla. A Tesla? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of a pickup. Well, yes, but, you know, he's done exceedingly well this last year. Uh -huh. So I would have thought that he might have just blown it on a Tesla. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's interesting you think that way. I thought that he would get a pickup because he's a farmer. And that's what farmers do. Well, farmers do do that. But he made a lot of money off of his farm this year. All right. So... People who made a lot of money ought to drive a Tesla. Well, yeah. Ah, that's interesting that we think that way about different groups. It is. Today we're going to be talking about culture and how culture affects the everyday life decisions that we make. And I'm going to ask you this question, listener. Are you a culture broker or are you a slave to your culture? Wow, that's a great question. I know. My name is Brian Martin. And I'm Jennifer Martin. And our podcast is called Real Estate Love. And we call it Real Estate Love because Jennifer and I are brokers, and we're part of a four-generation real estate dynasty. I know, it's an ostentatious word to use, and so is ostentatious. <laughs> but... <laughs> you do love words. I do. Words convey important meanings, and I'm going to be focusing on a couple words today, too. But we wanted to give back to the industry that has blessed us so much. Just We have just been blessed every which way, and it has been so wonderful. And, you know, there's a big problem in the real estate industry and among all of our affiliates, and that is production and building a life that's worth living, and making sure that your family is taken care of. And so the subtitle of our program is Strengthening Your Family and Growing Your Business. And so that's what real estate is, real estate love is all about. And thank you so much for listening to episode five today. Yes, we're a relatively new podcast, but we think that you're going to enjoy our ideas. And if you do enjoy it, I need you to like it and to make comments and to subscribe and to <laughs> everything, which to contact us, everything that you can do, because we'd love to get the word out today. All right. All right. Are we ready? So, Hyundai. Hyundai. What is the problem with a Hyundai? Well, there is no problem with a Hyundai. In fact, it actually has a really good rating. Yes, I know. And thinking of Carl, I know him well enough to think if he drives it for two or three years, he can give it to one of his grandsons. Yes, I know. And so for Carl, it was a really smart choice. Right. It's more than a smart choice. Carl is astute in understanding that a car is a tool a tool mm -hmm. it is most people that i know do not think of a car as a tool 
No, they think of it as a status symbol. Something that's important and reflects their culture or their desired culture, how they want to fit in. All right, so when you think of a real estate agent, what kind of a car do you think of? BMW. A BMW. Isn't that right? Especially the young millennial ones. They seem to, or, or are those guys in our office driving BMWs, are they millennials? I believe so. Oh my goodness. Although they have, they have all these beautiful cars, expensive cars, 750s and 350s and all kinds of different models that I don't even know anything about. But Carl knows something that these people don't know. And not only that, these people know something that maybe Carl is missing. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. But let's talk a little bit about the real estate industry. So when we were really getting into real estate, when I was just starting with you some 15 years ago, the, we used to go to coaching conferences with Mike Ferry. I remember that. Yes. All right. So Mike Ferry is uh, an incredible uh, coach, a trainer, and has been so for a long time. And he does not drive a Hyundai. No, he doesn't. In fact, Mike Ferry has a rule about the kind of car that you can drive. Do you remember what that is? I don't. Oh, I'll tell you then. Okay. Never drive a car that begins with the letter H. <laughs> <laughs> well, that rules out Hyundai or Hondas. Or... So, so that's, that's the rule in the Mike Ferry culture that if you want to be a successful real estate agent and if you want to attract the right type of clients, then you don't drive a Honda, you don't drive a Hyundai, you don't drive anything that begins with an H because that's not the way that you want to re represent yourself. Do you remember one time we were at the Mike Ferry conference with our son, Benjamin, and um, we were sitting there and all of a sudden we were sitting in different places when Mike Ferry pointed to our son and had him stand up. I remember that. Now, it there, was kind of scary. It was kind of scary. Because there were a couple thousand people. No, no, no. There was closer to five or 6,000 people in the room. It was a big thing. It was This was uh, 2003, 2004, before the big crash. Mm -hmm. And um, so there were a lot of people at this Mike Ferry conference. And right in the middle, Mike Ferry stand. Now, you know how Mike Ferry appears, right? His appearance? Remember well, his appearance? Right. How does he look? He's all in his suit and very sharp and professional looking. Right, very professional looking. His hair is neatly... Neatly. Quiff, right. what, what's the word? He, he looks good. He looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to use words like you do. Uh, so there he was, and he looks... What When, he, when you look at Mike Fury, you think he is what? A business professional, a right. banker, but more than that, because he wears really expensive clothing. He does. He it's it's Italian sometimes, and he's got all these beautiful suits that he and wears. His shoes are his shoes. Everything he does is top of the line because he is Mike Fear is a culture broker. He sets the standards for the way that people ought to behave and look, and he sets the rules. For everything. So when our son stood up, the one thing that stood out about him that Mike Ferry noticed was what? Well, there was more than one thing, but it was his hair. 
his facial hair, and his clothes. That, that's right. Benjamin did not fit the Mike Ferry culture, the standard. That's right. And so Mike Ferry called him out. It was almost like he stopped right in the middle. It was almost like he stopped right in the middle of his presentation and saw Benjamin and had him stand up and said, Hey, dude, you're out of place. You're not representing real estate. You're not dressed correctly. And that was very, very powerful. And that was very, because first of all, Benjamin, who, by the way, really loves attention, right? Right. But there he was standing up in the middle of this uh, 5,000 men and women who are impeccably dressed, who drive BMWs and Mercedes Benz, <laughs> who wear suits and who do not have facial hair and who have their hair neatly trimmed and they're not wearing shorts and flip-flops. He wasn't. He was wearing jeans. Not wearing jeans. <laughs> he, stand, he has him stand up and points him out and gives him what for? Right there in front of God and everybody. He really did. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, what did Benjamin do? As soon as the session was over, Ben went and found a barber, took care of his hair and his facial hair, went to his brother who happened to be at the event with him, asked to borrow some of his clothes, and the next day showed up dressed the way that culture represented. And what did Mike Ferry do? He called him out again. He called him out again. And then he congratulated him on uh, fitting in. Right. And then he even gave him a free year's coaching. Yeah. That was, that was the most incredible thing. So Mike Ferry represents the culture broker. He's mastered the system. And so he sets... He sets the rules. He sets the standards. He sets the standards. Do you know what I'm worried about for most people in, um, in, in North America? No, what? I'm afraid that most people conform to a cultural norm and they're not even aware of it. Well, I see that in people oftentimes, now that you bring that up. And so they feel like they have to dress a certain way, they have to act a certain way, and they have to get a certain kind of a haircut, they have to wear a certain type of clothing, and they have to be uh, all of these things in order for them to feel good about themselves and to fit in. Do you know what I call these people? What? Cultural slaves. Well, I think it can work the other way, though. It does, but go with me on this for just a okay. minute. They're cultural slaves because their own identity, what they believe about themselves to be true in the universe, revolves around them conforming to a system that they are completely unaware of, except that it makes them feel good when they fit in and they look right. Virtually every person that I know belongs to some kind of a culture and has a need to identify with some kind of a culture so that they feel good about themselves. There are, there are exceptions for that, and we'll get that in just a minute. Now then, that's my biggest concern, is that people do things unconsciously, unaware of why they do them. And so they feel like, they have to drive the BMW. They have to drive the Mercedes-Benz. And even though a Hyundai only caught a new one 
uh, with bells and and by the way, we're not sponsored by Hyundai disclaimer. It has all the bells and whistles, the latest technology, and it's $22,000 as opposed to $125,000. Which is a big difference. It's a huge difference. And people suffer because they have the big car, they've got the big payment, and because it means so much, it, it, they project their identity onto it. And they expect others to see them as professional and successful. And that's, that's a huge, huge pressure on people. You're it, smiling at me because I'm getting into this, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. It is a huge pressure. Yeah. And so my, part of my mission is to help people to understand the toolness of culture and how they can become culture brokers themselves and how they can not let the pressure of the culture make them decide who they are and how they fit into the world. Well, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, I know. Now, a minute ago, you were going to say that there was a positive side to that. Tell me about that. Well, what I, I was going to say, and, and I kind of have forgotten now, but it's just the reverse is not only are there people who don't know that, that they're... Um, a slave to the culture. There's others who are aware that they're trying to fit into a culture. And and that can be a rub for them also. Maybe it's not the culture they they are from. So I, I remember one of our agents, Tommy, who is really a um, motorcycle Harley guy, loves motorcycles. And so when he came to work, he came to work with long hair and his hair back in a ponytail and always called his wife his old lady, which was an endearing term to him. It wasn't a negative term. And yet to try to fit in, he cut his hair and stopped calling his wife his old lady. And, and it was a really hard thing for him to do. In fact, to the point that Finally, after about a year, and he was very successful in real estate, but after about a year, he said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not real comfortable in this genre. And so he went back to doing what he loves to do, which is selling parts and, and rebuilding motorcycles. Which he does very, very successfully. Very successfully. And has long hair. Yes. <laughs> and probably calls his wife his, his old lady. His old lady. lady. <laughs> and then she's the most beautiful old lady I've ever seen. So that is a really great example of how people, how they want to perceive themselves and how they feel about themselves. They just don't feel good being in another culture that doesn't fit with the way that they believe they ought to fit. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go way out here on a limb, and I'm going to say that probably 90% of the people in North America and Canada are slaves to the culture, do not know about the culture, and conform to it because it's just necessary for them to do. And the good news for today is that I'm going to share with people how they can become culture brokers. Well, I think that would be a fun thing to share. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to focus on two of my favorite words. I bet one of those is love. Well, that's my very favorite word, but that's not it for today. <laughs> okay, well, you're going to have to tell me then. Well, I'm going to talk to you about individuating and differentiating. 
Those are two of your favorites. There are two, two of my favorite tombs. So <clears throat> when Benjamin was sitting in the, uh, the, the auditorium where Mike Ferry was, he was individuating. And what, what, what was interesting about that was that he was wanting and was expressing himself as an individual, which is really a great thing. Right. Uh, except you have to be cognizant of the culture that you're in. Because you, what you want to do is you want, culture has toolness, right? So you want to be able to use the culture for your benefit and for the benefit of others as well. That's correct. But you don't want to succumb to the culture to the point that where you lose your identity and who you are in the world. So by, by well, since we're using Benjamin, uh, by the way he looked, he stood apart. He stood outside. He individuated. Of, right. Yes. Of that culture. Right. He was he was three standard deviations from the mean. <laughs> okay. So what that means is that when people he you know in fact Malcolm Gladwell has a term for this it's called outliers. And 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 I love Malcolm Gladwell's work. I think the term outlier though fits in with this individuation process more than the differentiation process. So an outlier or an individuator is somebody who com who's completely removed from the norm. And when people look at them, they look at them and they go, oh, they don't fit in. And so they can become easily ostracized and looked at as something less than simply because they have chosen to individuate or to be an outlier and not fit in with the rest of the culture. An individuator hasn't discovered the power of culture and how to use it effectively. And culture can be used effectively to help people and to help yourself. So that's why I like to talk about differentiation. Now, my definition of differentiation is this. I am differentiated when I use my gifts, my skills, my talents, and my tools for my benefit and for the benefit of the people around me. Can I say that again? Yes. Because this do. is this is really profound. When I differentiate, I use my unique gifts, my unique talents, my unique skills, and my unique tools for my benefit and for the benefit of everybody around me. In other words, when people look at me, they recognize me as being differentiated, but not ostracized because I don't fit in, because I do fit in. I'm just using my tools, my talents and skills within this particular culture at this particular time. Does that make sense to you? Well, it makes sense to me. And I think I also see how if you're aware of um, culture, you, you could, f mm, I'm going to use the word fit in, but if you're aware of culture, then you could be in different cultural groups and still be able to differentiate and not individuate. Yeah, let me say it a little bit differently. If you're aware of your gifts, your skills, your talents, and your tools, and you're competent in them, then you can go back and forth between cultures. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yes, it is. I can see how that could happen. Yes, because you can fit in everywhere, but you can be differentiated because of your unique gifts and skills and talents and tools. 
That's right. Isn't that powerful? It's very powerful. Now let me tell you the unique advantage that realtors have. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. We help people buy and sell and invest in homes and property. Just because of that activity, we're differentiated. When people look at us and they recognize us, then they ought to think, oh, there's Jennifer. She's the real estate broker. And you know that's exactly what happens? In, in our relationship and in the circles that we, we uh, uh, the cultures that we fit into, so, you know, for all of my adult life, I have been a clergy person, a minister, a pastor, right? Right. So when, whenever we're, we're in a group of people, they're, then they're instantly drawn to you for your business acumen, for your understanding of real estate, for buying and selling homes. And they instantly come to me because I differentiate differently than you do for spiritual questions, questions about life and love and relationships. It's just so fascinating to me. It really is. It's really fascinating. So, but realtors have the unique advantage of being able to differentiate from everybody else that's in the room. And they do it not by the way that they dress, because you might not be able to tell that they dress any differently. Their facial hair might be different. Their body art might be different. You know, there's all these things, but people know them. They know them by their name and they recognize them because they're realtors. That's right. And they have been able to capitalize and to use the culture of their, their, um, the culture of origin and they slip right in and people recognize them. Oh, she's the realtor lady. She sells real estate. He sells real estate. She sells luxury homes. He sells commercial property. Isn't that interesting? It's very they interesting. They recognize people by the gifts and the skills and the talents and the tools that they have. So this is why it's so important to be familiar with your culture and where you fit in and who you associate with. And wherever you go, you want to make sure, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a realtor, or if you're in an allied um, industry, you want to make sure that you stand out as that particular person. And so that when people look at you, they're going to say, there's Jennifer Martin. She's the real estate expert in our area. That's really great, Brian. Isn't that profound? It is. It's very, very profound. So as we finish up today, I just want to encourage the listener this way. Be a culture broker. Use culture as a tool to help yourself and the people around you. Use it by differentiating. Differentiate by using your gifts and your skills and your talents and tools, which if you're a realtor are related to the real estate industry, and, and stand out as differentiating because of who you are and not because of the clothes that you wear or the style of your um, your body art, or one thing or another. Or the car you drive. Or the car you drive. Stand out as 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 a, a person who's competent and who can use their gifts and their skill, your skills and their talents and tools for the benefit of others. And don't succumb to what the culture says. Be aware you don't have to drive 
You can. I mean, if you're if you're a millionaire in real estate, what difference does it make if you drive a Tesla or BMW or thing? You know, you've got the money. You can do it. Praise the Lord. Do it. But if you're an agent who's building a business, you don't need to fall into the cultural trap of having to drive a particular car. Ultimately, Carl was correct. A car is just a tool and it doesn't define you at all. So, I wonder what we're going to talk about next time. I bet you it's going to be just as exciting as this. <laughs> it will be. Hey, my name is Brian Martin. And I'm Jennifer Martin. And you've been listening to Real Estate Love. And it's our pleasure to come to you. We try to get to you on a weekly basis. Last week we were so busy, I think we missed it or something, or had a technical glitch or something like that. But we're looking forward to being with you next time. Please like us and comment on us and, and connect with us any way that you can because we'd love to hear your comments and we appreciate you very much. Hey, have a great day.